0: This is Ask Amberly. So much has happened since the last time we podcasted
1: together. Like what? What's (laughs) happened today? Okay, when was the last time we? What's coming to mind? Just business as having taken place (laughs) since the last time we podcasted. What's coming? What's first of mind? in that two year time period you know
0: it's been two years yeah you know how I am about time I literally just said I moved into my house in 2016 and it was 2018 it's
1: one of the most ridiculous things you could ever say relating to anything that a lot has taken place (laughs) since the last time we podcasted considering that's been two years and one of those years was 2020 (laughs) What on earth would anyone need for us to recap of this year? But if something's coming to mind, actually, I do want you to recap it. What would that be? What was significant for you you in this year?
0: Really? The highlights? Just the highlights? Right. Mostly lows. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm crying over (laughs) nothing. Uh, Are you emotionally crying? (laughs) We can't even get this podcast out. (laughs) My hands are sweating. I feel like the mic's going to drip in about a second. I'm not kidding. Can we just... Just, You wanted it warm
1: in here. Can we just... (laughs) (laughs) It's approximately
0: 80 degrees (laughs) inside of this place.
1: Now... I'm comfortable. (laughs) Finally. Well,
0: you're comfortable. I'm sweating out of every orifice, glandular place ever. Okay. Deep breath, everybody.
1: Really, and what's what's going on?
0: It's like, no, really, though. Tell tell us about your 2020. (laughs) Um, Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Let's start
1: with this week. This week, I feel like, was thematic, and that's usually how I, I run... Raw Talk with Sheena podcast. As I think of, yeah, I tune into what has been thematic over the course of the past three to five days.
0: Okay, well, I did something that was significant for me. Mm-hmm. I shut my phone off, <clears throat> shut my phone off from Saturday night until Tuesday late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I erased my social media apps. Unplugged my TV. <laughs> I kept my electricity on <laughs>
1: because it wasn't enough to just not turn it on. Right, right. I just didn't want
0: the frequencies. I I erased my social media apps off of my phone and then turned my phone off. Like, what's the point of that? Right. It just felt good. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna throw out everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> shut out everyone. I warned you and Giselle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and my sister and Tamika. That was it. And everyone else, I was like, well, figure it out. (laughs) And? And that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. I could have gone for two more weeks easily doing that. And it wasn't because I wasn't talking to anybody. It was that I realized how much I constantly feel like a plug in an outlet. Even if I told you that before. like even if uh, a phone is not plugged into the um, string, the wire,
1: <laughs> the wall <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, I'm the <laughs> I'm the cell phone charger plugged into the outlet and then a phone is plugged into me, okay? So even if a phone is not plugged into me, where like no one is actively talking to me or no one is actively emailing me or talking to me, whatever. I feel like I'm constantly plugged into the wall where the electrical currents are still running through me and anyone can contact me at <clears> any point and, and interrupt my energy flow. And so when I finally turned off my phone, it wasn't enough to put it on airplane mode or silent. When I turned it off, it was like pulling that plug from the wall and my physical body calmed down for the first time in years. Like it not having that access point for Mm -hmm. me like where people can just access me whenever Mm -hmm. i felt so rejuvenated and connected to myself it brought up a lot of emotional stuff for me and which i think was great it it gave me an opportunity to finally process through a lot of stuff even from childhood like everything started coming up it wasn't I realized how much my, the frequencies of technology and like your cell phone and and the television set. The television set set with its
1: antennas.
0: (laughs) Right. I didn't realize how much that can affect your body on a physical level. Like even though I'm sensitive, I didn't realize how sensitive I am to the frequency output of those devices Mm -hmm. to where... When I shut those off, my physical body like felt finally grounded and back into homeostasis. And when I hit that grounding point, it brought up so much of the emotional stuff. I was like detoxifying a lot of things and it made me look at and process through a lot of stuff. So anger was one of the things that came up for me, which I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself an angry person, but Anger came up, and then the next day, it transmuted into compassion for things that I've been going through in in 2020, (laughs) which we've all been going through. But even before that, childhood stuff, like I said, things were coming up to be processed and looked at for the first time in so long, and that was huge for me. And so once I got through all those things, it opened up a a portal, I guess – For me to, um, the term would be balance out. So what I mean by that is I went to mass last night, Mm -hmm. like Catholic church, mass. I didn't tell you what happened.
1: Oh, you're saving a story. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't
0: saving it per se, but here it is. (laughs) Get ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did you do in mass last night? (laughs) Ham?
0: I realized mass is like a Flintstones podcast it's like it's like a 2020 year old podcast it's basically a person that old (laughs) (laughs) it's basically a person
1: (laughs) oh I I just got what you
0: said you get it yeah standing at the altar pontificating to well pontificating has like a negative connotation uh preaching i Mm -hmm. guess preaching to a congregation of people who are all coming there for connection hope support love feeling whatever it is and listening to get some kind of inspiration or connection and community and that is like I was seeing it. I'm like, this is kind of like a podcast. Like, now people just- A live
1: one. (laughs)
0: Right, it's a a live (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Priests should just go on tour. They do. (laughs) They they do, actually. Um, But it was interesting that the energy was palpable. It's almost like when you go to a matrix energetics conference Mm -hmm. or um, an energy healing conference, and the energy in the room is palpable you can feel it with your hands and your hands vibrate and different things start happening to your body i could feel that in the church my hands were vibrating because everyone there was Mm heart-centered and connected as a community and that is where so much healing and transformation happens Mm -hmm. and so it was interesting to me that i mean i don't judge religion by any means but it wasn't something that i'm like oh i gotta get to church i gotta go to church i gotta go to church because i've been so um there's no even there's not even a reason it's just it hasn't been on my radar and so i was so overwhelmed with a feeling that i have to go i live two blocks from a church and the bells went off so i drove up drove past the church i was like i'm not gonna go and then my car was like turn around like you have to go so I had to go in I walked in I was actually like kind of nervous slash excited it was a weird experience (laughs) and so I walk in sit in the back because I needed an escape route because I was like if I am not liking this I'm (laughs) gonna leave and I don't want to offend the priest (laughs) and the entire congregation here (laughs) so and I didn't go for any particular purpose. It wasn't to, like, I'm going through a hard time. I have to go pray. It wasn't anything like that. I was just called to do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: for my own volition.
1: Let's backtrack because something that you said that, that was, I thought was interesting was that you were saying that in order to begin the detoxification process, you had to feel grounded. Yeah. And in order to feel grounded, you had to be disconnected from all of your technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's significant, and that's something that we should go deeper into. We can. <laughs> <laughs> because for whatever reason, the, mm-hmm. there's nothing scientific about it or or anything that's published that I'm saying is the most accurate interpretation of why, mm-hmm. but it does feel that we're so sensitive to being zapped mm-hmm. that... It takes such an effort to become disconnected from that electricity. Yeah. And, like, you, t- you had to turn off your phone. You had to be away from your TV. You had to disconnect from social media. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's almost like... Oh,
0: I didn't leave my house either.
1: And
0: Im- <laughs> <laughs> Literally talked to no one. <laughs> no human <laughs>
1: was allowed in my space. That's, that's an impossibility for a lot of people. But I think that what has been coming up for me continuously in terms of how I'm trying to work with emotions and how I'm trying to work with the things that are coming up, literally different things every single day, Mm -hmm. are that so, so many um, unique and definitive actions are necessary in order to get me to a place of like parasympathetic, processing Mm. that is such a unique place to be in for me right now, and I Mm. wonder if other people feel the same way, just that, like, every single day is so stimulating, and you would think that through the process of us being home more, in a routine more, Mm -hmm. that we're, it's easier. It's (laughs) the complete opposite. One would think. (laughs) (laughs) One would assume that that's what was happening, right? (laughs) Right. We're becoming yeah. more relaxed. Right. But in actuality, mm-hmm. the opposite is happening. It's so it seems to me. Mm. We're we're less connected outside of our homes. Mm-hmm. We're more plugged in inside of our homes. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just <laughs> a frenetic chaos. Yes. Right. Is,
1: if you actually look at the template of what that is Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of confusion as to why we're feeling more unhealthy
0: well I think like from my experience it didn't feel good by any means when I stopped and everything started coming up so I think in some way because everyone had to stop and halt, it brought up a lot of stuff for people. It kicked up
1: everything. Well, I don't think that people are actually stopping. What I think is happening is that they're sitting at home numbing out, numbing out on their phone.
0: Right. And being
1: zapped, got, plugged
0: <laughs> into, yeah, the frequencies, not only the frequencies, the information, the type of information that's out there right now. Right. It's not all hunky Dory. Honky <laughs> Dory. There's a 89 sure year old inner
1: grandma coming out. But if we're if we're speaking from a place of, you know, how do we sort of like harness and cultivate where we are in this time and space and in this period of time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where what do we do that changes? that reality to a place that is more useful <laughs> come again I'm a wise one
0: <laughs> what do you do okay so you're saying the question is what do you
1: i feel like you know i was kind of I've been thinking about like what am i going to talk about on this podcast because when i think when i tune into like Being very intuitive and being very connected and Mm -hmm. creating the things that I'm inspired to create, Mm -hmm. this podcast always comes up as that's, I see it in Mm -hmm. vision just like I see like all the changes in Raw Republic that I want um, to be brought to fruition and all the the next steps and like the pieces of the puzzle and like... um, new projects relating to that I, I see it you know very well laid out mm-hmm. um and then one of the umbrellas is always this podcast and I'm all am um, you know
0: umbrella like this
1: <laughs> precisely like the umbrella for people listening that Amberly has set up in her <laughs> living room in her living Just for this room podcast. on top of turf <laughs> also in her living room
0: it sounds insane when we're saying it out loud now
1: it is one thousand percent. we
0: spent over an hour <laughs> developing and creating don't tell people this <laughs>
1: All right. we will be put away <laughs>
0: <laughs> for no purpose other than just it was fun and we're drinking eggnog right
1: now again please don't tell people this so the point in my saying that is yeah in in the vision and in the the connection to the purpose of this Mm -hmm. messaging and the purpose of like this podcast there are things that call my attention like the aesthetic nature of of uh you know an episode um title picture um there are topics that come to mind and people that i'd like to talk to and all that's very clear and Another part of the frequency that I kind of wanted to connect to was I don't, I'm not interested in telling people what to do anymore. I think I used to, I think I used to feel very, you know, I think it was part of like my righteous path that Mm -hmm. if I figured something out, I should tell people and tell them to do it.
0: Well, that's how I feel like a lot of people feel. So that's normal.
1: But the reality of why. What I I feel is the truth of the reason why certain things work and certain things don't is because of the resonance that you have with them. And we've talked about a lot of that in the past. Mm -hmm. But truly, like, I feel that my only purpose is to share tools, whether that's, like, technology, whether that's a mindset, whether that's, like, a a thought that changes someone's conscious behavior, Mm -hmm. a thought that changes their idea of their potential, um, and so like providing that, but without sort of saying like, go do this. Cause this is the right way. And I, I don't know if I ever did do that. Do you think that I, I no. presented information in that way?
0: No, I think you presented information via your experience. Like I think you would share through your experiences and your connections with people you know and people in, in the industry you're inspired by that you want to share their information with other people. Mm-hmm. But you've never been dogmatic about anything.
1: Well, I would say also that it's, it's intrinsically difficult to keep a conversation flowing without making errors in your speech. Definitely. Which people who have listened to the podcast know firsthand. <laughs> I've had to make up words to describe right. things that I felt that you're feeling or needed in the moment. to say. <laughs> Correct. I've had to make up terminology. <laughs> right. Potentially parts of a new language. Right. In order to...
0: <laughs> but are, they, are there ever really errors? So, you know, potentially if it triggers somebody, like something you're saying, or maybe it's an actual inaccuracy, what you're saying, it, none of that is intentional. Like, it's not like you're ever sharing information knowingly to hurt anyone knowingly to specifically intend harm or like you're you can't be responsible for everyone for everything that you're saying you know I think I I think I've reflected
1: a lot on that this year yeah and and I don't and I know that my intention was never that and I don't particularly think that anyone was negatively influenced by certain things that I, I said in terms of like action that they took that was harmful. I don't think that I like I don't no. think that the, I don't think that there was content there for that to happen. Um, people I'm sure certainly got triggered. I mean that's like well, par for the course.
0: People get triggered by looking My at appearance. you, by, by you <laughs> existing. Right. I've witnessed that firsthand. You're yeah. literally standing there and Somebody gets triggered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have no control over that. But no something that I've been thinking about is um, it's actually so I think if you can put yourself in the, the feet or like from the viewpoint of an audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And recognize that when you're able to view something that someone else has created or listen to something that someone else has said or read something that someone else has written and you're able to criticize it and you're able to, to look at it and see how you do it better. Like that is how we learn.
0: Right. It's an opportunity.
1: Well, yes. And, and to take that, um, that messy sort of creation and to, um, say that because it makes you uncomfortable or because it's not totally accurate, it shouldn't exist, Right, I think is a really dangerous place to be in. I think that a lot of people need to hear that for some reason right now. I th- I think that's a really important thing for people to know because it takes away your, um, it also like from an audience perspective, when you're saying, and, and I, I can say this because people did this, to me in a way that made me feel like, oh, I should just, you know, not speak or, um, or not create if it's imperfect or, but the reality is that that sort of creation, especially when it's well intended, ignites further creation for Mm -hmm. people behind me and after me to like create something better. And without that evolution, we don't improve and we don't discover and we don't continue to create. I think that that's a really important part of the human process that should not be overlooked.
0: A lot of people are afraid to express themselves, period. You know, that's always been a human theme, regardless of if it's 2020 or if it's 1970. Like, it's a very vulnerable state to be in, especially in the Western culture that we live in. Vulnerability is not seen as a strength. And it takes vulnerability to create something and se- or to express something. And so if you are going out there and putting something out there, kudos to you for even putting it out there, period. So you're already, I'm already going to respect somebody regardless of what they're putting out there, even if it's something that I don't agree with. I'm like, well, you know what? At least they're expressing. That's yeah. great. And it does make you learn, even if it's through contrast, like, oh, I don't like what that person created. I actually, that shows me that I really would do it this way or like I can do it that way or I would much rather this. And so that is like what you're saying. It's an exploration of different opportunities and creations. And you don't, you can't learn if everything is the same as what
1: you've already you, seen, you've
0: already seen or done, or you're just always surrounded by. Like, right. th- that's not even, I would venture to say, that's not even enjoyable. I, it, it makes people feel safe. That's 100% sure. Like, well, no, nothing's 100%. <laughs> We're going to go Nothing, with well, that. <laughs> I
1: think people think that, I think a lot of people think that that does make you feel safe. If to everything have is, everything controlled and in a box and, yeah. you know, everyone's PC and all those things. And I, I do feel like the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because it's it's such a big thing that came up this year and it's like something that is continuing to come up that I want people to be aware of in terms of censoring. I, mm-hmm. I think that Joe Rogan speaks very eloquently and intelligently on the topic of censoring, but mm-hmm. I'm... Very much in agreement with him that it's a slippery slope and that um, we should sort of uh, recognize the benefit of not. Even though it's, you know, it's scary. It's like a free for all. Okay, if you let people say whatever they want, what the fuck are they going to say? They're going to say crazy shit. Just like I say crazy shit. Right. But if you limit that expression in any way or stop people from being able to express themselves, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you can't do it. Right. It's just like
0: a parent to a child. If a child's running around, wants to take crayons to the wall, don't do that, you can't sit here, you can't say this, you can't do that, you don't wear this, don't say that. It's like that child is going to feel so shut down and numb by the end of their childhood. They're not going to be inspired to create anything. And is that an agenda that's going on right now? I don't know. I don't know anything for sure right now. but. From one perspective, it could look that way. But from another perspective, we're also innately 100% divine beings of light that are innately sovereign and free. So you choose how you experience your reality. True. Of course, there are some things you can't change in reality, and you certainly can't change other people or prevent them from acting out a certain way. But you can control your experience of how you perceive certain things. So I think if I see something that is very like, ooh, makes me cringe, that's on me. That's not the other person's responsibility. Now, if that person is truly intending to hurt me and is trying to, even then, it's up to me how I experience it. But then we're going to have to have a, an open dialogue and a conversation about like, okay, you can't just go around like intentionally trying to hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's a different story. But if that person is just innately expressing themselves and I am taking offense to it or Mm -hmm. if if something comes up in me that I'm like, ooh, I really don't like the way that feels or I'm angry now. I need to process that. I can't make that person, I can't shut down that person because I don't want to hear what they have to say because it makes me feel anger. That's actually... What that person's doing is actually healing me and bringing up a lot of things mm-hmm. that I didn't know was even there. Right. So it's, that's another reason to keep expressing and creating. And this doesn't just go for what's going on with the world today. This is just everything in general business, like creating new product lines, new courses, new things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, well, how do I say this in order to make this person feel that way or if you keep thinking of like your target audience your target customer your and a lot of people say oh you know think of your perfect ultimate customer i don't want to do that because Mm -hmm. i feel like that also limits me Mm -hmm. because who am i to say that i'm in charge of what that person needs to hear or see (laughs) or eat or consume or whatever I don't know. I'm not in charge of that. Yeah. I can have an intention of what I want to create. And if people like it, great. If people don't, that's great too.
1: Stepping back because I feel that, you know, what we're saying, if you apply it to what's been going on in 2020 is like, oh my God, there's, there are so many holes that people could fill with like their ideas of like how this is being presented inaccurately or incorrectly, or you're not considering the side and all those things. Mm -hmm. I think that that is sort of the nature of 2020. Mm -hmm. Everything was, and I'm guessing, but intuitively, my feeling is that the nature of 2020 was to bring up everything. um, And when that happens emotionally, when emotions are brought up violently in that way, um, they're seen, but they're not healed until there's a new perspective brought in that's um, grateful for what's been the result of that sort of emotion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I can't explain it because <laughs> I didn't explain it well. But I, but what I'm seeing like intuitively is just that like 2020 was a sort of like violent uprising and mm-hmm. it will lead into a, a healing process just by the sure. nature of like it's just sort of everyone being triggered and mm-hmm. the way that we like sort of round the corner and bec- and it become more of a healing experience is that we recognize the benefit of all of these perspectives. We recognize the benefit of all of these ideas and all of these emotions and um, we then can see the other side with compassion. Right. Instead of um, just feeling it as our own anger.
0: Yeah. That's a good way of saying it,
1: I think. So check, check, (laughs) check on that.
0: Well, I think one of the things that comes up for me is I was listening to um, a Wendy Kennedy download. She does a a (laughs) webinar once a month. She does
1: a blog. (laughs)
0: She does a webinar once a month. And it's for two hours. It's awesome. And one of the things that she said was that if you're feeling... Like, like some of those things that are really coming up for groups of people at one time, she said that it's, it's not really helpful to ri- get a group that's been suppressed for so long to rise to the top by stepping on groups that we think are already at the top. And so that's interesting to me that you can still rise to equal levels in, in different areas of, business, creation, whatever, and and it not be
1: something that... At the the expense of pushing someone else down.
0: Right, because it's still like a seesaw effect. Mm -hmm. There's no balance that's really struck. And so it's like, okay, and I think that's what 2020 is bringing up for the collective right now, is that we're trying to reach balance because the light wants to suppress the dark, the dark wants to suppress the light. And so and that goes for so many things in our world today and i think instead of it being a pendulum where it's it swings one way okay this group of people is going to be in power and then it swings another way and it's like okay this group of people is going to be in power the it can't be one at the expense of another It has to reach a balance of, which is what we're getting to. And I think that's why there's such extremes right now with everyone trying to reach that balance. So it's going to hurt. It's going to be a very painful process Mm -hmm. that we're all going through, but we're all in it together. We're all collective. And I think that's the beauty and what is going on. Even though it feels incredibly chaotic and painful, it is healing and it's trying to strike a balance for everyone to... Start leveling out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's what I think at a collective level is happening with the energies right now. Yeah. So, and my point I was making about going to mass was reaching that balance of like anything too extreme. That's what I was seeing. Like, even taking religion to the extreme can cause someone to become a martyr or can cause holy war, religious Mm -hmm. wars can cause
1: uh, terrible judgments. You were saying that when we were talking on the phone, when I was driving in, you were saying like, even, even love can cause you to become a martyr. Right. Right. And I think, I wonder if it's less about an extreme interpretation of that. What I was sort of seeing as the importance of that message was, if you're using anything dogmatically mm-hmm. then you're not connecting to your own guidance system. You're not you're not you're connecting kind of to like you. right and and in terms of my own healing, like what I've been focusing on and, and mm-hmm. recognizing and like it's been thematic this week or this month actually is that the body is a part of that experience of healing and the embodiment of that means you communicate with your body, your heart, your spirit, your mind, your soul. And without that sort of like cyclical communication, there then often lies usually a strong mind marching you forward toward that which you've considered to be right, which means that you're leaving off the needs, the communication, and the intuition of your body and your soul,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I think a lot of people have been, I would guess that a lot of people have been acting on that because no, I wouldn't say that there's anyone who believes in everything Republican and everything Democratic to the point of like mm-hmm. putting their whole, you know, body, mind, spirit behind mm-hmm. that messaging. But because their mind, Mm -hmm. is convincing them that that is right. Mm -hmm. That's where all their energy is marching towards. And I think that that's a very unbalanced place, like you were saying. Same thing with religion. If you put on the Catholic or the whatever Mm -hmm. religion hat and you march toward everything that your mind is saying is in alignment with that, I think that there becomes that sort of, like, what about me, sort of, messaging from the body or messaging from the heart that says like, well, if you're not moving forward just on the basis of like what your interpretation of this religion is or what you think is right, then maybe there's another expression of that which is right. Maybe there's another expression of that which is right for you. Maybe there's another expression of that which is right for your body in this moment. And that sort of gives you that sense of balance and that sense of strength that is necessary for you to be your fullest authentic self in this world
0: well I think what you're picking up on is that it becomes a slippery slope when somebody starts to identify with a belief where their personal identity is wrapped up in that belief system mm-hmm. and so they lose sight of themselves
1: yeah in and that that's moment. so that's easy to do
0: very easy like to you do. can do that when you're Healing, you can be attached to
1: right healing. Good things, like we were saying this week. You were right. saying like, "I'm done diet. with energy work."
0: Right, energy work <laughs> is another thing. Like anything uh, new age or metaphysical, or you, that can also lead to things that are extreme. Yeah, and, and not. But you're beneficial. also. But you're
1: also. You're not necessarily saying that energy work isn't good. What we were saying this week Mm -hmm. in our experience of it was that it's not good if you use it despite, like, if you use it despite, you know.
0: If you're not using it as a tool and you're using it as a principle that rules your life. Right. That's where it gets sticky. And so it's, again, balance. That's, like, the theme that keeps coming up for me is finding that balance of utilizing things as a tool. Religion is a beautiful tool to give you hope, give you faith, help you find yourself, get you out of sticky situations. Like it's a, it's a wonderful tool, whatever religion that is, even if it's atheist, which is still a belief in nothing. So it's still a (laughs) belief, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not an expert on that, but it's, it's that it, when it becomes a principle in your life, it blinds you. To being open to seeing another perspective or learning like you were saying you're censoring in a way things that are different from you with a judgment of well i can't let that into my space it doesn't make me feel safe because it's not like me but therefore you don't learn and you don't grow and that's where the problem is for a lot of people today that's coming up because we feel safe when we can identify with people who are very similar to us but you stop growing to a certain extent yeah. because you want to explore all different types of cultures, ideologies, religions, food.
1: Yeah.
0: Like so many different options. That's how you get creative with problem solving because if you can if you are are exposed to so many options in your life, you mm-hmm. can get really creative of like oh, you know what? I saw that from that culture, I really like the way that they do mm-hmm. that. I want to set up my my living room to look like this, or it becomes a full spectrum. And it's sens- that you have access it's sensory, to.
1: like it's really why we're in a human body is mm-hmm. for the experience of sensory, right? But also another thing that I focus on that I think is transformational or would be transformational for a lot of people is recognizing that what stops our ability. To experience from a place of curiosity and um, learning and expanding are those like set programs mm-hmm. in our system and in our body, right? Um, and being in a state of play and enjoyment is is a good way to like reset your programs because, mm-hmm. like, if we if you're just like if everything is play becomes more playful, mm-hmm. then we can. And and of course, like everyone wants to say, like, well, you know, when people's lives are at stake, it's not obviously. Uh, Yeah, like this cannot. This conversation cannot be applied to
0: everything at all times, right? It's
1: you know, what I think. What I'd like to sort of set the intention of this podcast for is supporting people and getting to a place within themselves that they can then. Be their their most creative, their most authentic, their most um, expressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that they can use utilize in the information and the tools to deprogram, so that they can experience that which they want to experience. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, I know when I have a program that's blocking me, I either don't see an opportunity or an option, or I see it and I feel that it's out of my potential, and that's a mm-hmm. painful experience. For sure, I certainly lean on people that I view to be um, expanding that mindset. To mm-hmm. I either tune into their frequency in order to um, try to understand and deprogram anything that's limiting me from experiencing what they're talking about, or I utilize the tools that they're talking about, um, the tools that they've said have helped them get to where they are. Mm-hmm. Like, mushrooms. Right. Fave, <laughs> fave your, of mine. Your, your personal favorite. Right Light now. healing, energy healing, yeah. nutrition. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, anything that can be described by the individual as fun. Like, I that's was just about to say that word fun. Truly yeah. transformational state. Yes. Um,
0: yeah, it transmutes so much, because it, fun requires you to be present and in the moment and that's how children are, yeah. And, that, and they're so present, and that is programmed out of us. And so as adults, we we split our energy to the past and to the future. Mm-hmm. We're constantly thinking about things from the past, and that affects what we create in the now moment, and then we're also constantly thinking of the future, like what, what if this happens or that, or, and that also affects what you create in the now moment. And so if you're present, all of that stuff that you've split your energies down different timelines, all that energy comes back to you in the now moment. And from that place, you have so much more power to create from a grounded state mm-hmm. of something that is a lot more pure yeah. than things you've seen before in the past or things that you're worried about in the future that can get infused into what you're creating and all of that stuff starts quieting when you're having a lot of fun and fun is massively healing on so many different levels because first of all, fun and fear are very similar experiences physiologically. If you're elated,
1: didn't someone say the only difference in fun and fear is breath. Yeah. Wendy Kennedy said that. Yeah. It's your breath. That's a good quote.
0: Yeah. You hold your breath when you're in fear and with fun like on a roller coaster you just yell and scream and have a lot of fun and you Breathe. let your breath go yeah so fun can be very transformative in the body i feel like it's something that is a game changer for people who are at a standstill mm-hmm. with maybe it's a business career stuff it could definitely be health if you're plateaued or if you're Um, uninspired or feeling dull or just confused. And a lot of that I feel like has personally been from the technology that numbs you out and so you can't think clearly and it, it doesn't ground you. It's not a grounding frequency. So if you're operating from your upper energy centers and not from your lower energy centers, you can't physically manifest things in your life. And it, or it's very
1: hard to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And so... We're definitely paralleling, like, fun, present moment, parasympathetic, groundedness, lower chakras, like, mm-hmm. s- optimal state for creation, optimal state for manifestation. Sort of, like... It's going blank- back to basics. Blanketing that. Yeah. I think is, is kind of a good way to describe it. Something that really... Mm-hmm can't be described (laughs)
0: like again balance (laughs) (laughs) it is it's creating balance through basic things again that's coming up in 2020 it's it is going back to the basics because we've had to cook for ourselves we had to really tune into our health and our bodies and i think it's all of even the household chores like doing dishes, doing Mm -hmm. laundry, all of those things are mindless and get you in the present moment. And if you want to put on music or drink, I think at first, like when
1: it was a big shift from people's everyday life, I think that it created some positive changes, Mm -hmm. but I think the longer that it went on, the less novel that new experience was. And the more it became sort of just like how do I know out during this process? Like we may, you know, like we were saying, like every time you have to do something different or that's like completely out of your sphere of reference, Mm -hmm. you have to use new neuro or you have to create a new neuro pathway or you have to lean into, um, intuition or presence in order to figure it out. But sort of once that's done, you have to sort of continuously put your, or from my experience, it's weird because like the idea of routine for a lot for a lot of people specifically I think more of the masculine audience mm-hmm. is helpful in grounding them I would suggest like a more feminine expression of um, groundedness is in the moment and through presence mm-hmm. and routine can actually like it can actually like prevent you from being in that state.
0: If you're if you're stuck in a mundane routine, you're saying like if like once it becomes routine, like the novelty wears off of a new experience when the new experience happens over and over again until it becomes a routine mm-hmm. and then you need something different at yeah. that point to get you back into the present moment.
1: Right. And also I think that people sort of start to gain comfort in having a routine Mm -hmm. and that is sort of another ass another way to tap out of and numb and numb Mm -hmm. and avoid yeah that which is truly like your guiding force your guiding Mm -hmm. light again like from all like bodily aspects I'm just, like, trying to connect to what means something to me. And, and over and over again, it's being in that state of, like, parasympathetic, intuition, potential, infinite potential. And, like, the times that I experience that are, that I can remember or recall were, like, energy healing seminars, sound baths. You know, there nothing's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, why was I drawn to that experience? Okay, I was drawn to these experiences because I was curious. I was innately curious about it. So it felt exciting. Mm-hmm. Or I was, like, really allowing myself to have fun. Or I was disconnected from technology and I was in nature. Mm-hmm. Or I was um, really curious about, like, this plant medicine. And I took it and had an experience with that. Like, these are not necessary for some reason like our our lives are not or I would I would assume that most people's lives are not set up to experience this regularly and it does Mm -hmm. take like that unplugging like you were talking about unplugging Mm -hmm. your phone unplugging the tv that uncomfortable state of like disconnecting from that which is electrical Mm -hmm. and very stimulating Mm -hmm. and very sometimes exciting, you know, in order to be in that magical state with yourself.
0: You can even unplug from a routine that you're in. So something that even if it's a healthy routine, like you get up at 530, you go to the gym, you eat the same one of three breakfasts that you usually cook yourself you go into work you do this like the same routine even if it's healthy to a degree can become mind numbing of when you check back in six months from now you're like well like do you ever ask yourself why am i am i still getting benefit from this like what am i doing this routine because i've just been doing it like Mm -hmm. what Are my workouts, should I change my workout? Should I not work out today? Like, Mm -hmm. you lose sight of that parasympathetic moment where your body calms, Mm -hmm. gets centered and present, and ask yourself, like, maybe you don't want to work out today. Maybe you want to (laughs) go, why am I seeing that destructive room (laughs) where you destroy things? Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Just every once in a while. I'm probably reading your field. But... It's like maybe I want to go do that and not like do a, a regimented workout routine today. Yeah.
1: It's know. funny cuz a lot of people will always describe like you know if they're feeling unhealthy, if they feel like they're they need to lose weight or they need to, you know, um it's usually that's usually what people will, will trigger people or like if mm-hmm. there's something else unhealthy in their body that's messaging them. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll always want to go back to, oh, it's because I'm not regimented enough with my diet or I'm not not regimented enough enough with my exercise. Right. And I... I don't think that's it anymore. And I never have. Mm -hmm. I've never thought that that was the answer or key to health. Um, Although you know, people's diets can certainly be cleaned up and they can certainly become more metabolically healthy by changing the frequency and the energy that they're putting, that they're consuming. Um, Likely once that's done, there are tweaks that can happen. But a lot of times like your next step in your journey is something that feels exciting to you, even if it is part of like your healing healthy journey. Like for me, even when I'm in, a position of not feeling my best or like there's something scary going on with my body. Like I've had many health situations that have always sort of guided me on this path of healing and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find it's difficult to be in that state of trust with your body where, and your, and your heart and your mind and your intuition, it's hard to be in a trustworthy state, especially when you feel Com- that your health is compromised but that is has been for me like the most transformational place to be where I'm following what's inspiring and feels most exciting or um, different or you know like mm-hmm. I mention often that book Radical Remission about people who healed from cancer mm-hmm. and it was I mean, the majority of the healing was not done by, like, regimented nutrition. There was there were mm-hmm. basics that were covered in terms of nutrition, but a lot of what came from the healing was, like, that spiritual soul work. Mm-hmm. At, and that's, like, the food and the nutrition is, like, I think the complementary part of what we talk about. We talk a lot about, like, getting to that soul centered, intuitively centered, um, light-bearing place inside of you that can do anything. Mm -hmm. And we sound ridiculous when we talk about it, but that really is what we talk about on this podcast that is transformational for people. I think because it Mm -hmm. gives them an idea of how to begin interacting with that aspect of themselves. Yeah. That thing that can't really scientifically be talked about. You can, well, you, can, app- science, can you can apply science to it.
0: You can apply science to it. Yeah, right. Right. I guess it. You can call it a, the void, what can empty you call, space. What can you call it? Yeah, you can call it the void, empty space like it, it's the space between the atom and the orbiting electrons of that empty space where anything can pop out of the void based on your intention it's true like and i say it's true because science shows this but at the same time if we're a participant in creating our reality and we're the ones with our attention on something also creating it in that process what is really true like what can you really measure in science if the scientist is a cognizant, conscious being of light, looking for something, even if they're not aware of their intention, they're gonna innately create something and therefore measure it mm-hmm. and say, this worked out positively or this worked out negatively. Yeah. Great, what is really truth? You know, it it's just whatever resonates with you. So yeah, you can say that the empty space of, which is a flux of bursting energy in that empty space. And so when you build coherence between the mind and – I know I'm getting very nerdy on people, but when you build coherence between the mind and the heart, which you can look up on the at the HeartMath <laughs> Institute, mm-hmm. plug, mm-hmm. Uh, for no purpose other than just to help people. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the HeartMath Institute, they talk about – uh getting the brain waves and the heartbeat in coherence like in in a similar frequency resonance and in that space you can create physical impacts Mm -hmm. on yourself but other people Mm -hmm. as well you're moving energy with your intention when you're holding all of your power in that coherent state and i view it as it's like it is kind of like a cross like the the mental and the um spiritual emotional like the heart and the head when you cross that there's that zero point field that you can create anything out of nothing but what is really nothing it's also everything Mm -hmm. so then you're getting into the god particle and you're describing there's no beginning there's no end there only is and Mm -hmm. you know there all that kind of stuff you can go down that wormhole but for the purposes of this conversation you're saying like health and like diet and exercise those are staples for people and they're also mirrors to reflect where your energy is at where your energy is at you're going to be either drawn to movement or not drawn to movement you're going to be drawn to twinkies or you're going to be drawn <laughs> to a salad like mm-hmm. and that's not saying one's worse or better. Like, maybe you do need a Twinkie in that moment, and that's gonna be the most healing thing for you because you have such a judgment about it. Mm-hmm. You might think, oh, I'm gonna get a reaction or I'm gonna do this, whatever. Well, yeah, if you have all those thoughts, like, you could manifest something, a reaction out of that. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the best thing ever if you're like a child and just grab a Twinkie and you're like bobbling along on the sidewalk listening to music. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. It's probably the best thing ever. So there's no absolute for nutrition or exercise either. There's not one exercise that is great. I think it's a lot a lot of it has to do with that energy center, that intention of going into that exercise of is this fun? If it's fun, you're going to get huge benefits from that exercise. Mm-hmm. If it's fun to cook a great meal or you're in a great mood when you're cooking something for yourself the act of you choosing to cook and take a time take take a time out of your day to do a ritualistic thing to nourish yourself that energy behind it's not that you are just cooking it's there's so much about you doing a ritual which is building up energy around what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. and then you're giving to yourself and you're allowing yourself to receive mm-hmm. there's so much behind all of that that has so much power it's not just about the the types of foods that you're eating it's how you handle food how you approach it how many judgments you have about it what are your what are your beliefs about it and it's also how much can you let go of things like detoxification is mm-hmm. a huge
1: thing well going back to just like help. you consuming it. Yeah. You can also completely block the absorption of Exactly. I'm so the glad food you said that. Right. Before you even get to the the process of like breaking something down and mm-hmm. detoxifying it. You can also, by the nature of your judgment, by the nature of your mm-hmm. current state, you know, do you deserve this? Are you deserving of nutrients? Are you deserving of nourishment? Are you deserving of food? Mm-hmm likely predicts what will will not be able to be utilized by the body
0: correct and not only that the spleen enlivens the nutrient processes in the body so it enlivens the blood and enlivens the nutrients and enlivens the stomach so if you're having trouble if you're like overthinking over worrying there and you can look this up for traditional chinese medicine like different organs for different emotional states and different things but a lot of it has to do with like the whole process of eating should also be almost sacred in a way and i think that's where prayer came from over food because you can set an intention over your food pray over your food. There's something about like setting to an energy of just appreciating what you have in front of your face. Mm -hmm. And that little moment can be a game changer for you absorbing the nutrients or not. If you're just mindlessly watching TV or scrolling through your phone and just like putting food in just to stop the hunger pangs. Yeah. That's a completely different experience. You're going to absorb, possibly absorb less from that versus setting a little bit of an intention. It doesn't have to be like a whole prayer service over your food. It can just be a little bit more connected to what it is you're putting in your mouth. That can help absorb the nutrients a, a lot better. So why do, we,
1: why do we spend, you and I are in the industry of wellness and healing, mm-hmm. and yet we spend so much of our time trying to, to describe this process of connection and it's because it's so difficult for most people to actually actualize this in their life it's the information and the bombardment Mm -hmm. of noise is all geared toward action and like other people telling you what to do and what is right for you For sure. That is the nature of our culture. Yeah.
0: Right now, yeah.
1: And not that it's negative. Again, like we've created this because we've done the best with the tools that we've been given. Mm -hmm. So it's not demonizing the society or the culture that we're in. It's saying, how do we as leaders... Or as people who are talking about this empower people to take another route that is more sustainable and more fun fun and maybe moving in the direction that maybe this time is giving us the opportunity to move in, Mm -hmm. which might be a more embodied state, which might be a more like balanced state.
0: Right, because ultimately we're in a
1: routine. People talk about that a lot. People talk about... Mm -hmm creating a state of greater balance and sustainability. And let's say, I mean, when you're talking about business, people are just saying, you know, the way that we were working was not sustainable. It's really difficult for people to trust that the, you know, our bodies are breaking down, but it, like this is a metaphor. Say your body is breaking down, mm-hmm. like you don't have energy, you're losing your hair, all these things. It's very difficult to, to trust your guidance system in that state to bring you to the to a place of like new creation or healing the same is true for business people are afraid because that's their that's an another energy source just like your Mm -hmm. health and your physical health provides you like physical energy Mm -hmm. business people are assuming is providing them financial energy which is Another energy source, right, so it's a currency, yeah the potential of trusting in another process which has not been proven mm-hmm. is a very vulnerable and maybe um, a, a place that requires a lot of trust in order for you to like defy the norm in yeah, absolutely
0: I think there's a fine line or a balance between finding support systems and things that can support you in those moments versus attaching yourself to either those people or that doctrine or that way of life when we get so attached to those things that's when and in that process you lose sight of what's going on again everything should just be a tool to Mm -hmm. be utilized Mm -hmm. in a moment and the moment's going to change right But when people get so attached and start identifying as vegan or vegetarian, Mm -hmm. or and none of those things are bad by any means, of course, you can be vegan or you can be Catholic for your whole life. You can be vegan your whole life. It doesn't mean that's bad. It's just when you lose sight of being open to any other possibility, that's when it can get sticky. And that's when it can also not be as healthy for you even Mm -hmm. so it's what when you're judging things and you close off those other possibilities you clamp down on your energies and then you don't allow things to come in or out and that gets reflected in the physical body so if you're rigid about your beliefs or you're staunch about something the cells in your body physically close their walls and so nutrients can't get in and toxins can't get out so if your belief system is so strong, that's great. You know, if you are believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're believing in something that you think is going to solve all of your problems, it's never ever gonna go that way. It's it's never something that oh this person can fix everything for yeah. me or this business loan can fix everything right. for me. Or, it's never gonna be just one thing. Right. That you attach to and you're like that's it. it even if it worked one time doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow so i think it's and it actually being feels
1: better to go into situations that feel yeah. exciting knowing that like it's a part of the learning process right it's not like you said it's not like the end all be all
0: right but we're you're also not saying it, we're also not saying that you've got to do everything on your own like it's definitely reach out for support utilize things that inspire you that other people have done or say, you know, this supplement's going to help or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's getting, well, it's like in the, in the place of
1: like being in community Mm -hmm. with people who with like a society that wants or a group of people that sort of like are interested in the support and growth and building of one another. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have no idea what I was saying actually. (laughs)
0: I (laughs) was saying when you become dogmatic about something, you lose sight of yourself. So you want to have that balance of being sovereign and being connected to yourself and then utilizing also your community as a tool around you, which could look like podcasts and things. okay, right. That's what I was going
1: to say. Exactly. Like, that was such a good point that you made that you're not just like... No one's expecting us to be out in the world solving all of our own problems. Like, Mm -hmm. we all provide a piece of the puzzle
0: right
1: we all provide tools we all provide different information we provide information by contrast we provide information just by our being mm-hmm. and seeing that experiencing that not being afraid of experiencing that leaning into the people that you've utilized or you you recognize that tool and the frequency of it and you know that that essence is going to be supportive and and beneficial for you and like, and that there may be wisdom behind that or wisdom behind that connection with that person and leaning into that and and um calling on those people are absolutely like gives purpose to the types of things that you and I are creating to the types of things that people in our community create um and really just like anyone who listens to this podcast anything that they're doing it kind of gives that perspective gives that hopeful and, and beautiful perspective that we are all useful and needed mm-hmm. in this world.
0: Yeah, and if our expressions shut down, then
1: the end. then our options okay. go away. Then it's <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> everyone
0: okay. And then everyone just pack your shit <laughs> and get out.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're done. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> we're,
0: we're done on this earth plane.
1: We're going to yeah. put our souls in a box like in... That show Black Mirror and yeah. will be will be stored like VCR <laughs> on a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where our soul will will live and we will be on a tape and we won't look like anything. We won't sound like anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just be holographic images. Well, that's pretty much what we are anyway. So yeah, but that's another podcast for another day. <laughs>
1: cool. So anyway, be right. loving out there, people. Yeah, that's all we really can be. And of yourself first. I think that's right. what I've learned or have tried to learn and have tried tried to act on behalf of. Though yeah. I'm not not near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Made a few errors. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. But that's okay.
0: Yeah. Well I've learned even to put myself first which is a huge thing, especially for people who tend to be in the healing realm, I guess you would call it, putting myself first, like turning off my phone, all of those things. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. And it, it impacts every facet of your life. So if something's showing up in one area, like I'm depleted in, it could be energy. It's going to show up in your finances. It's going to show up in friendships. It's going to show up in your other other relationships everything it's going to show up everywhere even in your food choices like everything remember i was telling you was that yesterday at raw i was like oh yeah because because i turned off my phone for those days and i had to park like two blocks down which Mm -hmm. i've never had to park that that far away from raw and like how long i have been going to raw Mm -hmm. like literally years and years and years (laughs) i've never had to park that far away and I told you, I was like, if I hadn't turned my phone off
1: <laughs>
0: for those few days. So glad
1: that you're not embarrassed to say this. <laughs> I would have been
0: pissed.
1: You said that you would have been exhausted. <laughs> I would
0: have also been exhausted. <laughs> and it, it's not exhausted like, God, I'm climbing a mountain. I feel exhausted. It's like an energetic, I'm so over this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I just don't want to experience this mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of exhausted okay.
1: it's, <laughs> uh, it's I'm late. not planning on ending it anytime soon it's people, getting late so. <laughs> we're gonna but, put Ambie to sleep I do need sleep <laughs> so you can plug in
0: I know even though no one thinks that I sleep
1: sleep, breathe, <laughs> or eat <laughs>
0: seriously no everyone thinks I don't eat, I don't sleep and I don't breathe breathe or go to the bathroom <laughs> or go, oh yeah for sure you <laughs> was don't
1: another thing people are like I've literally never you- seen or heard you go to the bathroom <laughs> yes you have no I haven't it doesn't it's not a memory that r- gets retained for some there's no unknown way. Reason.
0: <laughs> you don't sure have. why
1: not sure why anyway
0: you've seen me sleep no I haven't <laughs> yes you have <laughs> that's
1: an unconfirmed thing
0: you sleep in my bed all the time
1: it's unconfirmed that you sleep. I'll reiterate.
0: <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that it's happening, even though your eyes are looking every, at
1: it. Every single time I wake up in the middle of the night, if we're sleeping in the same oh God, here area, we go. Here we go. you're awake.
0: <laughs> There's no way. I'm not awake. Yep. What am I doing? I'm not awake. Okay. You think I'm awake? Like will leave this open? conversation
1: for another day. Okay we could just be getting people back and they could be exiting due to this this part of the conversation so we're gonna we're gonna go to sleep oh we're gonna put everyone else to sleep hope you hope you enjoyed this return to i'm human by communication the way. thank you for your understanding that we are what we are which human is or we, not which is
0: we don't know <laughs> we
1: can't which are our best okay confirm any which are our best everyone okay so thank you for listening it's the end of this vlog (laughs) peace everyone bye